Today, on the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. The best thing you can do is, is try to surround yourself with the best possible people and, and to learn everything you possibly can. Today, we're talking about how attorneys can get hired in a major law firm if they didn't go to one of the top law schools and if they haven't left a, a major law firm or they're not currently working at one at the moment. So tell us a little bit of, of background. Why is it so critical for most attorneys to have either gone to a top law school or worked in a major law firm, typically early in their careers, if they want to go back to a major law firm later on? Why is that so critical? Big law firms typically hire people that come from other big law firms. If you come from a big law firm, the law firm is more likely to want to hire you. There's also there's the quality of the work you do it tends to be better at a lot of large law firms. So uh, a certain type of work, the better you do with that. If you're from a large law firm, that can also help as well. And so there's, a, there's an assumption that the quality is better. And in the article, that you talk a lot about how the opportunities afforded to you at a higher end law school and law firm are going to help carry you further in your career. And that definitely makes a lot of sense. Going to a top ranked law school opens more doors for you, both after you graduate and actually while you're in college, you have access to better mentors and extracurricular groups. So if somebody is either in law school right now, but maybe not a top school, or they're working at a lower ranked law firm, what are some ways that they can either find mentors or join other organizations that'll help them grow beyond what their school or their firm is able to provide? The best thing you can do is, is try to surround yourself with the best possible people and, and to learn everything you possibly can. So we do a, a webinar each week and there's a lot of people that show up for that each week and ask questions and try to learn and, and get the kind of information that I've learned for 20 plus years of talking to people. There's asking people for advice. A lot of people are afraid to ask for advice. So you ask people for advice. You ask people how they did certain things. You talk to people and if you can and get informational interviews and so forth. And you really go out of your way to try to talk to people that are going to that are, that are going to give you that sort of information. And if you do that and you're hungry enough, you can do well. One thing that I like to do, and, and they talk about this, I know we talked last week about, I don't know what the word what book was, oh, Think and Grow Rich about, but there's a whole section in that book where people talk about visualizing. And so you visualize the sort of person you want to become and what you want to stand for and where, where you're going to work and what you're going to do. And, and if you do that and you do a good job with it, then you can often, you can really many times go to, go to do great things with your career. Just visualizing and, and you know, looking for opportunities and having goals are important because that's going to help you introduce you to the sorts of people that can help you. And I don't know what it is, but when you commit to something and you really want to do something, then that can help you quite a bit. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. Webinars take place on Zoom, and you can join the next webinar by using the Zoom ID. The Zoom ID for this webinar is 868 9816 Five nine four four. Again, that Zoom ID is eight six eight 
9816-5944. You can also find more information by going to coaching.oar.com. When you have a singular focus, and that can be visualizing, it can be talking about it all the time, and introducing yourself as somebody who's really passionate about learning these things or growing in this direction, everyone who you encounter is going to know that about you and, and realize that, and the people who you connect with are going to try to find ways to help you accomplish your goals. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a really good point is you want to visualize it. You want to really magnetize yourself with this goal for yourself, this vision of who you want to be. And then you'll just continue to attract people and opportunities that'll help put you on the right path of where you want to go. And it's true that no matter how intelligent you are, sometimes if you come from an area that has less opportunities, you might be held back in life. So you have to be proactive about going out and meeting people and finding these connections. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door to say, hey, I want to invite you to this professional organization or I want to be your mentor. So you have to not only visualize it, but actually go out and try to build the connections and build the relationships while also keeping your goals in focus. Yeah, you have to, you really want to do whatever you can to try to build the the best relationships, like you were saying, and you need to surround yourself with the best people. You know, that if there's one of the mistakes, and I've made a lot of mistakes, but one of the mistakes I think that I've made is not really getting a lot more advice from from more people in, in the past. And because the more advice you get and the more people, the better people you surround yourself with, the better off you're going to be in your life and your career. You just, it's incredibly important. And I, I don't really quite understand why people don't do more of that. It's, you definitely need to, you need to be surrounding yourself with, with, with the best people because those people have seen things you don't see, you haven't seen, and they understand how to to get ahead in ways you don't and mistakes that people have made. And if I had the ability to talk to, if I had the ability to talk to someone like myself, when I was just starting out, I would have made so many fewer mistakes. And and I really wish I would have. Yeah. And I, I think what tends to happen with a lot of people who are extremely talented or intelligent is they think that they can do it all. So they don't go out looking for help, but then that ends up hurting them over the length of their career because the people who maybe aren't as naturally talented are going out and they are looking for help and they are looking for new ways to grow. So they'll somebody who's persistent and motivated and dedicated can grow faster and farther than somebody who's maybe very talented, but is not getting all that outside help because they think they can do it all themselves. Yeah. And a lot of people are just very, it's difficult asking for help. I try to give feedback to people, a lot of people all the time. And, and when I do, they, they're almost like they're not happy about it because it's not that they don't want to get better. It's just that it's like too much for them to process. Like I was on a meeting not too long ago with this person and, and they asked me for some advice about something and I got into it and, and they, and then they just, it was just too much for them. They just jumped off the phone very quickly. And and I understand that. I'm not saying that I certainly don't like to be point have all my weaknesses pointed out and so forth. But, you know, when you know what's wrong, you really have the ability to get much better. And, and, that, and that to me is just a really great thing. When you know how to improve, then you're, you end up being a much better person in the long run. Absolutely. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites 
and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. The mentor is not just to tell you like, hey, this is what you should do to get better, but also to, to point out those flaws or point out your shortcomings because those can be blind spots for you. You might not even realize where you have a shortcoming. So you need somebody else to point that out and shine a light on that area so that you can improve. And that definitely, it, it's hard for a lot of people. So that's part of maybe, that's a good segue into sort of the meat of this article, which is you talk a lot about motivation and enthusiasm and how that's going to help you get much farther in a career. And somebody who's more motivated and more enthusiastic has a better chance of working in a major law firm if they didn't come from a, a, a better educational background or what have you. How is it that finding mentors and going outside of just your day-to-day -day routine can help you drive your motivation and make you more enthusiastic about your chosen career path? When you surround yourself with people that are very successful, like it shows you like how much more is possible and how and, and where you're where you're lacking, and that and that makes you more motivated. A lot of times, people get involved in these just in, in these situations where they're very comfortable. Everybody wants to be comfortable, so being comfortable means thinking that your life's okay, that you're in good shape, that there's nothing better out there, and and that's what the majority of the world does. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And honestly, some of the hap one of the happiest times of my life was when I was living in a small town clerking for a judge and and I and felt like a big deal because I was like one of the only attorneys in town and I had this entry-level BMW that everyone thought was like an exotic car in the city I was living in. It was just funny. But the point is that, but when I got, when I've been in other areas, if you go to New York or Los Angeles and then you see all these people that are extremely motivated and, and doing all this stuff and whatever it is, then those kind of people you surround, when you're exposed to those sort of people, they they, they make you, they, they, they set a different example about the kind of person you should be and what's important and how you can uh, improve and what you aspire to. I can just tell you some examples in, in my own life. And I live like in Malibu. I, my ex-wife was best friends with this famous fitness model. So all I heard about was how important fitness was and how it was important to be fit and look good and all this. And, and that's where her friend was telling her that. And then her friends, the other friends were telling her that. And then so I just started hearing this at home all the time. And it actually affected me in a way that I became very fit. And whereas before that, I was living in another part of LA where everyone was rolling around and it's just different. It just depends on where you, where, where the kind of people you're around. So the people you're around really set your goals for what's important and your values and all those sorts of things. And so if you surround yourself with certain types of people, that can make you more motivated in one direction or another and really want to do well. It's, it's very common, for example, with people from that went to good law schools or everybody in their class gets a job with a good law firm. And then if they don't, where their whole life becomes about getting a job in the best law firm. I see that all the time or being very successful. And, and is that a good thing? I don't necessarily think it is, but it, it's because of the people and the, the goals of the people that they're around. They just, they set the type of bar of what's going to make you successful or not Absolutely. successful. Absolutely. They say you become the product of the five people you surround yourself with you know, most closely and that 
you just explained why that is. It's because they're going to motivate you to think in a different direction. And that kind of takes us into the next point from the article in that the decisions that you make while you're practicing law and even while you're in law school will have a lot to do with the uh, the caliber of clients that you work for and the direction that your career goes in. And I could also understand how surrounding yourself with people who motivate you to be better is also going to influence your decision making, right? You're going to choose the projects and the clients when you're able to that are going to help you get closer to their level and help you, you know, be competitive at their level because when you surround yourself with people who are at a higher level than you, you want to rise to the occasion. You want to be on their level. So tell me a little bit more about this sort of decision-making process and how exactly when somebody is practicing law, how are they able to choose better projects or clients or even identify what decisions are going to take them towards a larger firm later in their career? If you want to work in a large law firm, then then you need to do the type of work and, and work on the type of clients that that large law firms work on. So that means you're going to be much better off working on, you know, you're going to try to work for firms that work for large clients and not small ones. And you're going to be better off trying to work in practice areas where, you know, people, where the law firm works on rather than the ones that they don't. And, and all that's going to make you a much more better and effective attorney and then working in the right practice settings and you want to try to work in a law firm or if you're going to work for the government working in positions where you know that that sort of thing so those are choices you need to make and then the other thing is you should try to work in markets where there's large firms i think that's another thing so if you want to work in a large law firm in order to have an opportunity to work in a large law firm you're going to be much better off working in markets where there's large law firms and in another thing that is pointed out in the article is that you want to be working your way up. You want to be moving on to larger and more prestigious firms throughout your career. And th- I think that's something that maybe a lot of attorneys overlook is that when you're applying for a new job at a new law firm, they're not just looking at your last employer. They're looking at all of your previous employers and they're looking for trends to see what were you doing with your career. They're, they're trying to assess like what kind of person you are based on all of these decisions that you've made throughout your career. So it's important to be thinking long-term. And there's another really good article and, and podcast where we talk about strategy versus tactics and how the tactics are sort of those like individual decisions that you make, but they play into a larger overall strategy. And you really need to be aware of both things when you're making decisions that will affect your career. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. Yeah. So again, in the article, you talk about the attorneys that you surround yourself with are going to have a lot of impact on your career. One thing that's interesting is that a lot of attorneys are able to now work from home or work remotely more so than they were in the past. And there's also now you know, a greater prevalence of using Zoom or web conferencing to connect with people. So how do you see the the trend shifting in terms of the ability to connect with people? Do you, do you actually see a future where people are hanging out on Zoom and, and mentors are working with their mentees across the country? Do you see an evolution in the way that attorneys are able to connect with their peers? I think now, to be honest with you, I think that the connect, it's actually easier for people to connect. I think that, that there's so many web conferences and things and all day where it is before people tended to just sit in offices and not see each other as much. So I, I think it's actually, I think it's actually gotten a lot easier. I mean, and that's, it sounds crazy, but um, I think it's actually gotten easier for people to have now that 
more people are communicating that way. And I certainly think it's out of importance for important for people to get out of the office and meet with other people and so forth. But it's definitely uh, a lot easier now, I think, than it was before. And that's a really good point about even conferences that used to take place in person or trade shows are now happening virtually. And those can be really powerful networking events because now you're going to have so many more people attending who didn't used to be able to. So if you can, you should be looking for opportunities to network virtually and you might meet people who you can end up surrounding yourself with virtually. They don't have to live in your town and it gives you actually access to a much greater talent pool because you're no longer limited to the people in your geographic region. Now, what about your practice area? You know, let's say you did choose a practice area that's maybe a little more niche or maybe more consumer facing and you want your career to end up you know, working in a bigger firm, is it possible to change your practice for, practice area and still be taken seriously by a major firm? Or is that just a big no-no? You can't really ch- change your practice area, but I think that you certainly can work in, you can certainly get a position without in a different, in your own practice area. You can't get a new job, but you can't get a new job checking changing your practice area so no law firm is going to hire someone from outside their practice area but you certainly can get a position by if you are able to in your own practice area so if you are already working within a law firm would you recommend actually becoming more of a specialist because i'm thinking of another article that you wrote where you talk about somebody who represents manufacturers of disposable lighters in cases where they malfunction and injure somebody. So it was like a super specific niche. Is that a strategy that you would recommend for people who want to work in major firms is to actually become so specific that anyone who needs this type of representation would be coming to you? Is that helpful for getting into a major firm? I think the most helpful thing for getting into a major firm really is doing whatever you possibly can to work in the the large to, to work in the practice area that you're happiest with and, and most comfortable with. I don't really think there's any other way to the other thing you should be doing. So if you're working it with with the type if you're doing the type of work and the location and you know, in the that you're most happy with and you think are, you're going to be the best at, then that's really what you should do. Now, the pra- there are certain practice areas you're more likely to get a job in a large law firm if you're an expert. So those are things that are that where you're working on behalf of large companies. So any type of work where there's large companies need your, your help, which would be, it could be like food and drug law, risk, patent work, different t- finance, healthcare, you're going to be much better off. There's a lot of choices you can make to if you want to work in a large law firm, but Honestly, the ones that I see people moving the most would probably be corporate. So if your timing's right and you you know you become a corporate attorney and you you could often get a position in a major firm with, with that type of experience as a corporate attorney. I see people move from small firms to large law firms all the time doing that. But my biggest piece of advice is to do something you like. Because if you like that practice area, then you'll just be very enthusiastic about it. You continually get better. You'll attract clients and everything will fall into place. But it needs to be... It can't be consumer facing. Most of the time it has to be company. And that's another good point is that it it does need to be a practice area that is going to attract large corporate clients. And the, the next point in the article is about how the more business that you're able to develop, especially portable business that you could take with you to a new law firm, that's going to make it more likely for you to be desired by the major law firms. So what exactly are some of those uh, practice areas or, or more specifically, what are some ways 
that people within these you know major corporate facing practice areas can generate business if they're not currently at a prestigious law firm? Like what strategies would you recommend? The biggest way is just going out uh, and, and meeting people and, and advertising you're an attorney and then meeting the right types of people that are likely to have significant work and impressing them and then getting more and more business. That's pretty much how it's done. And then putting yourself in a situation where you can get the business. If you really like what you're doing and you're enthusiastic about your job, the odds are that you will be able to get bring in business. And, and But you have to just have that kind of enthusiasm. If you're good at what you're doing, then the word will get out. So that's one reason you have to really do a practice area that you enjoy. And I personally do not know that it's that the working in a big firm is is the be all end all. But I think if you become very good at what you do, and uh, if it's a corporate facing practice area, not corporate, but a, a company facing practice area, and you're not doing work for the general public, you're doing work for companies, then that that all the the logical place is that you're going to continue. If you do very well at your job, you're all, you're going to continue working your way towards a big firm because big firms hire people that work on behalf of large clients. And, and if you do a good job, then it doesn't really matter. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. So that definitely makes a lot of sense in that you want to sort of build this up over time. You want to build up your client base. And if you're just really passionate and enthusiastic, you'll attract the clients, you'll build the network around you, you'll attract the right mentors, and you're almost destined for a career path that you choose. And if you'd want to go to a major law firm, you'll be desirable enough because of that enthusiasm, because of the passion and everything that comes with it. So the the last point in this article is about your reputation in, or actually, sorry, not the last point. I'll add this part out. So the next point in the article is that your reputation also has a lot to do with it. And I would imagine that your reputation is in some respect tied to the the clients that you're working for and the size of the deals that you're working on. But what are some recommended ways for an attorney who maybe is at the beginning of their career or hasn't done anything super notable, what can they start doing to build their reputation in the legal community? You need to, the more you're out there uh, talking and meeting people and promoting yourself, and uh, then the more likely you are to, to start building a good reputation. Attorneys that build good reputations are typically very good uh, promoters and they're and they're enthusiastic so they're talking they're writing they're they're just continually promoting themselves people come to them and start thinking them as an expert so if you're able to think of if you're able to appear as an expert to people in the legal community then you'll start getting referred by attorneys uh, you'll start getting referred work you'll start getting referred all sorts of things and people will refer their clients to you so the more, the better the attorney's reputation, the more likely they are to, to get referred. Just, you'll get a reputation based on being, looking enthusiastic in the community and looking like you're someone that, that other people should be hiring. Absolutely. And it really does come down to that passion, that enthusiasm. How badly do you want your job? If you are so passionate about it that you would be doing it even for free if you had to, 
then that's actually going to carry you to the the highest levels that you can practice at. Whereas if you're just doing it for the paycheck or you've lost the passion along the way, like it's going to be extremely difficult for you to rise to more prestigious firms over the course of your career. So if you need to, what, what would you say to somebody who's maybe lost that enthusiasm, but they're, they don't want to leave the practice of law? Like how can they turn their career around or what can they do to reignite that spark? I, I think the biggest thing is just to, to get interested in something. So I think the biggest thing is you just have to be interested and you have to continually make yourself interested and, and, and just and, and find what makes you what makes you tick. Far too many people are just passive in their careers and not interested in what they're doing. And I think being interested is the most important. That's really good advice. That's excellent. So the last point in the article is you have to be willing to continually look for new jobs. And I think that kind of ties into what I mentioned earlier about how you have to go out looking for opportunities to connect with people or to work at a new firm. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door to say, hey, here's this opportunity. Do you want to take it? So if somebody is interested in moving to a larger firm and they want to stay continually updated about new opportunities, what are some good ways that they can do that? I think the, the best way is some, you can work with recruiters. You can look at your favorite websites of the, and for jobs, whether it's the law firm's website or Law Crossing or Indeed, whatever website you're using. So I think that's very important, I think. But I think you, you have to, and then also just networking with other attorneys and learning about positions that are open. So if you're, if you're, very, if you're constantly trying to work, work your way up and working at, and trying to look at new firms, I think you'll be in much better shape. And that's one of the things that I recommend. And if there's a particular firm that somebody wants to work for, let's say that their name or brand has a prestige level or they have a personal connection and there's a specific firm that they want to work for, what can they do to sort of stay abreast of opportunities or create opportunities at that firm? Is there somebody they can reach out to to build a relationship or how would they go about that? I think one of the things is having relationships with meeting people in the law firm and, and making sure that they're aware that you, you may want, want a job there, that being on their radar, that that sort of thing. But it's you can, I, w- one of the mistakes I think that a lot of people do make is they try to only look at certain firms. And I don't know that, in, and they get all enthusiastic about one firm and they decide that they want to work in that one firm. And I, I personally don't think that's the best idea. I think you need to, you want to try to be interested in lots of different firms. I don't know why, I don't think it, it's very productive to only try to look at one firm when you're looking for a job or get all you know enthusiastic about what, because you just can't control that firm necessarily being interested in you. And I just, I, I don't know, I just see a lot of people do that and I don't like it. That's actually really good advice and probably something a lot of people need to hear is that, and that was why I asked the question, because a lot of people will have an emotional attachment to a particular brand or this idea that they had when they were in law school, oh, I'm going to work for you know XYZ firm. So that becomes their singular goal, but they're maybe missing out on a lot of other opportunities for a very rewarding, very fulfilling career where they could still work at the higher prestige levels if they're just willing to explore different markets or different firms aside from their one dream firm. So thank you for pointing that out. I think that's really important for people to hear. I think that about wraps it up. Is there anything else that you want to add for today? No, thank you. I appreciate taking the time. All right. Thank you.